Welcome to the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, where it's all about nature, science, you. No better way to get a look at how the natural health industry has evolved than through the eyes of someone who's been on both sides of things. And I mean both sides of things on a real high-performance basis. Not only former competitive triathlete, yep, you got it, the swimming, the cycling, the running, and all the training that goes with it, but also being on the performance side of natural supplements and making sure that the right ones are put in the hands of the right people. That is exactly who we're talking to on this episode of the Triskillian Depirica podcast, we're talking to Adam O'Meara, former competitive high performance triathlete who's now part of Team Purica. And Adam, I'll tell you, you've you know been a consumer of natural supplements. Now you're an advocate and a champion of natural supplements. Uh, you know, in general, top line, how has the industry evolved over the past decade in your eyes? Yeah, thanks for having me again on here, Tom. It's always a pleasure. Um, I think, you know, it's 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 complex, really. The the industry has evolved uh, in some ways and has evolved uh, not so much in other ways. But I think the biggest things right off the top would be just the quality of um, certain uh, compounds and uh, products. The quality of them has gone up, and then the um, specificity of products to people. People can now go in and, and really get, you know, at a natural health food store, supplement store, um, pharmacy that carries supplements, they can go in and they can get something that's really targeted to them. So I think those are probably the, the, the big changes uh, that the consumer is getting at this point to benefit from. You know, in some respects, you know, the industry is thousands of years old, really. If you look at it, in, you know, from a traditional Chinese perspective, uh, you know, a lot of these natural supplements have been making a difference for for, for generations. Uh, traditional people had a lot of this stuff figured out from the beginning, didn't they? They did. It's, uh, it always amazes me. Yeah. When you, you look at any of the, uh, not any, but most of the, um, most of the pharmaceutical, um, drugs and, and inter- interventions that we, that we have available do, they, they come directly from, uh, traditional cultures. And, you know, aspirin is an example of that. I think it's the most widely prescribed, uh, medicine in the world, um, pharmaceutical medicine, and it's an extract of willow bark. So I think it's something like 3,500 years ago, there's documents of, uh, different populations, I believe in Europe, uh, using, um, willow bark um, in, in some form or other to help with pain management. So, yeah, acknowledging um, those traditional people and their medicines is, uh, is a great place to start, I think. It's, yeah, it's amazing. You, you mentioned specificity. You mentioned how, you know, there's a lot more customization of natural supplements to certain conditions. Uh, it, it seems, and I know you've said this before, uh, there's much more acknowledgement of the genetic and epigenetic differences uh, that, that will help people narrow down what will work best for them. And it's not necessarily uh, the same thing across the board, is it? No, not at all. And, and I, I do love how the industry has evolved in that sense. I mean, 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, um, uh, you know, I mean, it was about 15 years ago when vegan protein started to make a bit of an impact out there. And, you know, whey protein was, you know, it's been around for, for a long time. I, I don't even want to guess how long, probably 30 or 40 years at least. Um, and, you know, that's as a derivative of, of milk. And, the estimates now are the, the you know the real data shows that 60 to 65 percent of the world's population have some level of lactose malabsorption. 
And so if you take whey protein, it, it's a great supplement for many people. Um, for some, it may be okay, but for some, it's, it's probably not going to be a good supplement at all. Um, whereas, you know, vegan proteins uh, have improved in their quality, especially over the last five years or so. Um, and now people have those options that are going to better match their genetics, essentially, yeah, and how their bodies are um, expressing, you know, the epigenetics at this time. We're talking to former competitive triathlete and current member of Team Purica, Adam O'Meara, his fourth appearance on the Driscalian, the Purica podcast. And every time we learn something new, Uh, I mean, science has always been a big part of natural supplementation, but there's even more science being brought to bear. I mean, testing is so important. That's helped bring a lot of natural supplementation into the mainstream. Uh, You know, you've said it before that what, what science has done is helped people take what nature has to offer and improve upon it. Give a couple of examples of that that are really front and center for you and your role with Team Purica. Oh, for sure. I'd love to, Tom. I mean, right off, yeah, it, it, the medicinal mushrooms are near and dear to my heart. Um, and, you know, if you take uh, shiitake mushrooms that you get at um, 50 Foods or, you know, anywhere at a farmer's market, um, you know, you're going you're gonna to need a big pile of those, literally, like a, you know, like a couple handfuls of those to get the equivalency of what you'd get in say one capsule of, uh, of a high quality mushroom supplement like our Purica mushrooms um, in terms of the active compounds that are in there. So we know that mushrooms are high in these compounds called beta-glucans, um, which are just one of the sort of many com- active compounds in mushrooms, but those beta-glucans, they're immune molecule, like immune system activators. Um, so they, they increase the immune activity of your immune uh, system. And so when you grow mushrooms properly and you use the different parts of the mushroom, which all have active compounds, then the end result is a much more potent product. And for a lot of people, um, especially with medicinal mushrooms, uh, that's a preferred way to get those active compounds as opposed to eating uh, platefuls of mushrooms all the time. Um, and then curcumin, you know, our curcumin is another one. It's, it's probably, if not the most widely um, used natural um, supplement out there on the market for pain management uh, because it's so potent. Uh, curcumin, of course, is found in turmeric root, um, and uh, turmeric root is a good source of it, but it's only about 6% at best. Uh, curcumin, turmeric root is only at best 6%. So through science over the last couple of decades, and in particular over the last five to six years through, um, through a company in Vancouver, they found that the active compound in turmeric, if you extract those out into um, curcumin, uh, which is the, the active compound out of turmeric, and you get a high percentage of that, then again, you get uh, an incredible benefit with a small amount, often just one to two capsules versus grating uh, turmeric uh, root every day and uh, turning your fingers orange. So, <laughs> yeah, it makes things a little bit easier on people and, uh, and faster working as well. Uh, it, it is incredible how... Uh, powerful curcumin is. I mean, put it in perspective, there's a lot of natural uh, anti-inflammatories out there, but uh, would you say that a lot of high-performance athletes are also sort of discovering curcumin uh, uh, over these recent years? I think curcumin's gone up across all all athletic endeavors, or sort of all all levels of athletes, uh, from recreational athletes to high performance athletes, uh, even, you know, and, and high performance athletes are sort of in the category of their own, of course, for their actual performance. But I, I always like to remember that, you know, the person that's starting out to do, um, you know, their first 10 K, um, versus, 
you know, someone going to the Olympics for the 10,000 meter, um, the amount of stress that they're putting on their body on, say, like a, you know, day-to-day workout-to-workout basis may actually be pretty similar if that person who's new to running is trying to improve, uh, you know, quickly and they are really motivated. So, yes, for high, high-end high athletes, regulating the inflammatory process is pretty widely recognized as, as a good thing, especially during times of overreaching when the body has potential to sort of go over the edge and uh, and then not do the gains uh, that you're looking for. Um, but then, again, back to that uh, recreational um, or, you know, competitive recreational athlete who is really focused, um, you know, they're probably going to come into some, some painful um, minor injuries, hopefully. And uh, regulating inflammation, uh, again, is, is widely recognized as a, as a big piece of the puzzle when you're trying to um, keep your body functioning at its optimal level, no matter what your fitness level is. We're talking to Adam O'Meara of Team Purica, talking how the natural health industry has evolved in recent years. Uh, Just back to the medicinal mushrooms for a moment, uh, uh, because we're talking about your perspectives, not only as a former high-performance athlete, but now someone who is a champion of natural supplements, a champion of medicinal mushrooms. um, Which were your go-to medicinal mushrooms as an athlete which are your go-to as uh, an, an advocate, as a product advocate uh, uh, the, all these years later? Yeah, there's definitely some overlap there because uh, cordyceps um, are certainly my, my favorite mushroom. Uh, I just, the mushrooms that we offer at Purica um, are cordyceps mushrooms. Uh, you can look right on the side of the bottle and see the um, polysaccharide and beta-glucan concentrations, which are the active compounds that are in there can see those very high levels of those concentrations. So our cordyceps uh, mushroom is, is it's very, very potent. And so as an athlete, it helps with oxygen uptake um, and it has a very strong effect on the immune system as well. And the immune system can suffer, of course, during uh, high times of stress and, and high level um, athletics are um, stressful on the body. Um, so the so cordyceps was my, my first love uh, with mushrooms. Um, and uh, I think the lion's mane mushroom is just so hard to sort of not be um, a fan of when you when you are into natural supplements because the, the literature continues to grow quite rapidly on lion's mane because of its promising effects on, uh, uh, on cognitive health. So, so cordyceps and lion's mane are certainly my favorite. But um, I do take a blend on a regular basis, whether that's our Immune 7 or our Complete 360 product. Um, I think there's, there's always merit in getting multiple mushrooms because they do have different mechanisms of action. You're in the natural health zone with the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. So to, to sum it up there, I guess, yeah, as an athlete, it's the cordyceps are number one and lion's mane's number two. And then, uh, you know, just as far as overall health, I think that a, a blend is, is the best way for most people. And for me these days, um, I take I take a blend every day for sure. Uh, whether it's medicinal mushrooms, whether it's curcumin, uh, uh, one of the things that I know you've talked about um, and you've seen in the evolution of the natural health industry is how the quality of the ingredients has just improved so much, uh, you know, ov- over the past decade, uh, uh, you know, over the past uh, uh, generation for sure. Uh, and, you know, stuff that might have um, uh, met the grade uh, 20 years ago, uh, the standards are even higher now. Uh, what are some of the examples that really stand out to you when you just see the the quality, the, the, the science-backed uh, efficacy uh, of, of, of ingredients having changed for the better so much? 
Yeah, I'll just jump back onto the curcumin train for one second there because, um, you know, there's there's three parts of the curcumin molecule. And one of those parts is called bisdematoxycurcumin or BDMC. And within the last five to six years, um, the literature has clearly shown that of those three parts of the curcumin mo- molecule um, or the curcumin um, compound, um, the BDMC is the one with the most anti-inflammatory action. So having more of the BDMC when inflammation is a problem, the science is very clear, you know, that that, that, that you need more of that. The, the quality of, uh, of the curcumin product has evolved quite a bit over the last five to, five to ten years for sure. Another sort of more broad example, um, and, and or actually it's probably not as broad, it's a bit more niche, but uh, um, folate or vitamin B9, it's, um, it's often diagnosed as, as pretty deficient among uh, pregnant women. And so uh, all practitioners from uh, general practitioners to uh, naturopathic practitioners, um, they're both, you know, all them and everybody in between is pretty much going to say, if a pregnant woman says, hey, what should I take as a supplement? They're going to say, okay, you should take some folic acid. Um, but what they mean is you should take some folate or vitamin B9. So folic acid um, used to be the only option available, um, but it's now understood that, you know, 40 to 60% of people don't convert folic acid very well into folate. So I remember, this is, I think, I can't remember if it was our first or second child. I believe it was our first child, who's now 10. When I went into, you know, to look for a prenatal and something for my wife, um, you know, I was aware that folic acid was, was something of uh, potential concern. And the methylfolate version was just becoming popular then. Um, I think, you know, we'd have to go ask uh, somebody in a, in a health food store, uh, you know, or a, uh, or a pharmacy perhaps, um, you know, how much more popular is the methylfolate versus folic acid, but, but it's much more popular now, you know, and it's, uh, and for good reason, because scientists said, well, you know, look, this folic acid is not well absorbed. The methylfolate is, so let's prescribe that because pregnancy is a pretty important time frame. <laughs> even, even just back to the curcumin as another example that sort of strikes me is the potency would not be possible without scientific technology. And the way you described uh, the potency of uh, the, the curcumin that's used in Purica curcumin and in Purica Recovery 3.0, which features a curcumin, uh, you would have done uh, Franco Cavallari real proud there. I mean, of course, uh, uh, he's with Biologic Pharma, Pharma Medical uh, Research partners in the Purica uh, curcumin. Um, I think he'd admit that uh, he, he probably couldn't have done that description uh, uh, any better than you did there, Adam. Nice. Well, well, that's good. Yeah, I've met Franco and, uh, and he's, uh, he's an inspiring person with everything he's accomplished and his, yeah, his research in, in curcumin is, is helping a lot of people. So it's, um, yeah, I hope, uh, hope I've done a, done a fair job there. <laughs> We're talking to Adam Amira and not only is he part of Team Purica, former competitive triathlete, uh, provincially, nationally, uh, put a big uh, uh, part of his life into it. And it allowed you a very unique perspective as to how athletes are are often uh, the trailblazers. Uh, some would say guinea pigs in terms of the, the efficacy uh, of, of, of natural supplements. Uh, uh, carbohydrate supplements, probably an example of how they were so ahead of the curve compared to the mainstream. Oh, absolutely. And I... Honestly, if I look back at my, my triathlon career, if I could have just known one thing before all of it started, it, it would have been if there was definitive science on how to supplement carbohydrates properly, properly for long endurance events, then that would have uh, 
yeah, it would have saved me a lot of uh, a lot of pain and suffering. But at the same time, it was part of the puzzle, and so I don't regret any of it. Um, I mean, I've gone from, I remember on the first time I did the Ironman Canada course back in 2006, I was drinking honey mixed with Himalayan sea salt in my water bottle. And we know now that that's probably not a good idea because honey is quite high in fructose, <laughs> and our bodies can only absorb so much fructose um, at once. But the yeah, the carbohydrate supplementation world has evolved uh, a lot over the last uh, 20 years. And, and then again, over the last about five years, where they've even come to the point where there's a new product called Morton Hydrogel, which is what uh, basically all of the top uh, marathon runners are, are using these days. And it's some sort of a hydrogel. It was just coming in as I was just finishing my competitive uh, racing days. And so it, uh, it, it's apparently a very well uh, tolerated carbohydrate, um, which is which is critically important for for long term endurance events for sure. I mean, it sounds um, it sounds like we've come a long way since the original Gatorade. Yeah, we have. You know, it's I will give them a little bit of credit though. They they had uh, they've always had the sodium uh, ratio pretty good, <laughs> but uh, but certainly the uh, yeah the, the original Gatorade formula, um, and then what's available in the um, you know the Sort of the Circle K in uh, you know convenience stores is definitely not on par with uh, some of the uh, the products out there, including Elode, which is a Canadian uh, company. So it's a really good product to give them a shout out. Uh, anything else that you you want to add when we're talking about athletes versus the mainstream? You you spend quite a bit of time on uh, you know natural anti-inflammatories uh, like like curcumin uh, to help athletes push the limits. Uh, anything else uh, you know on your mind in that regard, Adam? You know, not so much, Tom, when it comes directly to, um, to to supplements. I mean, the protein, I think, is I, I, I always like mentioning protein when we talk about athletics because it, uh, I still think it's a bit of an undervalued um, macronutrient. Uh, and so, you know, the, the research on protein metabolism and, and how our bodies need protein, especially when you're high-level athlete, um, you know, we could look to uh, Dr. Stuart uh, Phillips of McMaster University here in Canada as a world-renowned protein expert. And I think understanding how much protein um, active people and athletes athletes actually need is something as well that's, um, that's really starting to get a bit more um, recognition out there in the mainstream. Um, so I just, I'd feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention protein because it's, it's just so critically important when you're breaking your body down to provide those amino acids to um, to build it back up, you know, and I mean, that could, that could tie into, you know, how, you know, we've been talking about this is a, a more holistic approach as well. It's something that the industry um, has sort of come to, come to acknowledge. You see more functional foods out there and, um, you know, on the protein train, um, collagen, it's a, it's, a, it's a supplement that people are looking more for. And what they're actually looking for is they're looking for the amino acid glycine in particular. Um, so the glycine is a molecule that, helps with collagen and skin and connective tissue healing. Uh, it just so happens that, of course, like most things, there's a vegan version that is uh, very high in glycine as well. And so a good high-quality pea protein in an isolate form is going to have a good amount of collagen. So, you know, um, the protein uh, widely available to, to athletes now, the different options from, again, whey protein to good high-quality uh, vegan protein, um, you're going to help people meet those protein needs. And, and we know now we... You know, that's paramount to have to meet those protein needs. It can even have an effect on the immune system if you're not getting enough protein. So really important, I think, to mention. What what other insights, what other advice can you give people in terms of functional foods and, and integrating those uh, into our into our nutritional diet, uh, uh, into our lifestyles? 
Yeah, I think it, it always it, it comes back to one of the points we mentioned at the beginning is it's knowing what what you need uh, genetically or or just you know with your lifestyle. You know, um, you can go into uh, into a health food store um, and find lots of different options for these functional foods. Uh, and functional foods kind of you know that that category is sort of things like high nutrient density greens, uh, medicinal mushrooms. Um, different sort of protein blends with these uh, functional foods as well. Um, but but yeah, I don't like to offer too much out there other than people just need to find out, you know, what is it I, that I need? You know, maybe, hey, maybe I'm just not getting quite enough greens in my in my diet anymore. I just hate kale and I hate spinach, you know, this or that. But I could take some coelars and spirulina tablets, no problem. Uh, right. And that's a functional food. That's a whole food. It's got a complete amino acid profile, actually has some uh, chlorella in particular, um, has some bioavailable iron in it, in it, a good source of iron uh, for people that are uh, not eating animal foods. Uh, so, so, yeah, just just finding out what what it is that you need and then going in and asking some questions at these stores and say, hey, I'm looking for, for something like like this. I need to increase my greens or I want to increase my immune system is there anything fun that i can take that's going to help with that and and for most of the time there's uh there's going to be an answer is yes yes there is this option and this option and c and d and e and lots of different options yeah adam always learn something new and have a chance to to hear from you on the triskelion empirica podcast thanks for walking us through some of the areas in which you've seen great evolution in the natural health industry i'm sure there's plenty more to come plenty more opportunities to chat. Thanks so much for doing this. Oh, thanks for having me, Tom. I, I just love talking about this stuff and uh, it's just a, it's a life passion for me. So as I learn new things, I hope I can, can share those with uh, with people as well and help them not make the mistakes I did as an athlete. Yeah. Well, uh, you've been listening to some great advice from Adam Amira, former BC-based high-performance triathlete, now a member of Team Purica. You've been listening to The Triskillian, the Purica podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Purica Wellness and sign up for our e-newsletter at purica.com.